Welcome to a special episode of Reliving the War. It's the 26th of August 1996 and WCW Nitro is unopposed tonight. The WWF are jobbing out to the US Open and so Raw isn't on the USA Network. This means WCW Monday Nitro has a free night, so let's see how they did this week. Needless to say, we won't be scoring matches or segments, so put down your weapon, soldier. We're just going to go through this episode of Monday Nitro and get all caught up in preparation for next week. Monday Nitro on TNT is live tonight from Palmetto, Florida. We're a few weeks away from Fall Brawl War Games where Team WCW, consisting of Ric Flair, Sting, Arn Anderson and Ric Flair, will take on Team NWO, consisting of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hollywood Hogan and maybe someone else. We're going straight to action tonight and the first competitors are already in the ring. It's Juventud Guerrero making his WCW Monday Nitro debut against Billy Kidd. Shivani and Sabisco quickly welcome us to the show and so let's get started. Kidman shoots Guerrero off the ropes from a side headlock. We get a drop down leapfrog sequence that ends with a power slam from Billy Kidman and when Guerrero gets back to his feet, Kidman launches himself at his opponent and both men tumble out of the ring. Shivani explains that the name Juventud Guerrero means young warrior in Spanish. Not calling Shivani a liar but I checked this myself because I didn't pay attention in Spanish class and yeah, close enough. Good job Tony Shivani. Guerrero and Kidman fight on the apron and Juventud manages to pull off a shaky looking sunset flip powerbomb to the outside and then Juventud hits a leg drop I think from the ring to the outside. Shivani calls this a piscata into a leg drop and yeah I'll take his word for it this time. Guerrero then hits a ridiculous springboard corkscrew splash and even our guy down here can't believe what he just saw. Kidman kicks out a two. Guerrero goes for another springboard attack but Kidman catches him and a powerbomb gets delivered. A leg drop from the apron by Billy Kidman fails to put Hoovy away and so Kidman hits a suplex that has a little twist added for good measure. We then see Kidman shooting star press and the audience goes crazy but Hooventude manages to kick out after a long two count. Hooventude is then able to stop Kidman from performing another aerial attack. We see a crisp Frankensteiner from Guerrera and Hoovy wins in his Nitro debut. Hoovy goes over to the cameraman to celebrate and look at this, it looks like Hoovy doesn't have a nose or it's been smashed into his pretty little face. A solid enough debut here and a nice opener for Monday Nitro, nothing to really complain about. Mean Gene then interviews Guerrera, Juventud is going to have a match with Conan at Fall Brawl, acting as a replacement for Psychosis. And man, I felt so so bad for Guerrera here. He gets loudly booed when he speaks Spanish and he tries to speak a little English by talking about how Mexican superstars are all aware of the New World Order and the threat that they pose. But the audience is absolutely relentless here and Mean Gene decides to cut the interview a little early. Well, 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 look who has a nice little new promo video. Glacier is back outside Casa del Frosty Balls and he's found himself a weapon. Glacier seems well versed in the art of swinging his big stick around, but that won't mean anything, pal, when you step into the ring with the big boys. 
Is there going to be a date this time? Let's see, let's see. Of course not. They don't even say he's coming to WCW now. I hope Glacier got a part-time job during all this waiting. We go over to Tony Schiavone and Larry Sabisco for our formal show introduction, and we see clips from last week's Nitro. We see Sting and Luger joining forces with Double A and Ric Flair, and it's announced that Steve McMichael and Chris Benoit will do battle with Sting and Luger in tonight's main event. Mongo main event guys, I can't wait. The American Male song plays in the arena but Marcus comes out with Jim Powers. So what I did here was asked my Twitter followers if they could come up with a name for this tag team and I've got a few here. Bags of Power, The Powerwell, Wham 2000, The Lovely Lads, Cowboys for Angels, The Judy Bagwell Express, The Royd Warriors, The Powers That Buff, act- Actually Straight, the Supplement Squadron, the Power Stuffers, the When You Order the Steiner Brothers from Wish.com team with Wish.com Teddy Long. A few suggested bag power, so let's let's go with bag power. The Godfather Teddy Long is now managing Jim Powers, by the way, I have no idea why. And Dave Penzer also announces that an injured Scotty Riggs was coming down to the ring with bag power, but he's not there. Marcus and Jim are taking on Kevin Sullivan and Big Bubba tonight. Brilliant. And our match kicks off with Kevin throwing Powers out of the ring. That was a mistake as Jim gets the better of the Taskmaster on the outside and back inside the ropes, Sullivan takes a back body drop followed by a drop kick. Bagwell comes in and he takes out Big Bubba. The four men set up a little Irish whip spot, but Bagwell almost teabags his bag power teammate. The Dungeon of Doom rethink their battle plan. Bagwell gets tagged in and he manages to fight out of the opposing corner as Big Bubba comes into the match. Buff shows us why he's the stuff before taking care of his opponent, but he's stopped in his tracks with a big power bomb. Bagwell gets hung up in the Tree of Woe and Sullivan comes in briefly to hit a running knee. Bubba tags in, but he eats the canvas when going for a splash. Bagwell manages to tag in his bag power partner and Big Jimbo goes to work on Bubba, ramming his head into the top turnbuckle and hitting a knee lift. Kevin Sullivan and Jimmy Hart also taste the top turnbuckle and to be fair, the crowd loves it. Okay, so Jim Powers hits a crossbody, he pins Bubba, Nick Patrick counts to three, the match is over, right? Well, no. Nick Patrick decides that Bubba actually got his shoulder up and the match continues. We see the boss man slam, one, two, three, the Dungeon of Doom win the match. Teddy Long argues with Patrick afterwards, but the decision stands. Nasty Nick Patrick does it again. Get used to this, by the way, we're gonna be seeing it a whole lot more. A promo gets cut afterwards and I was absolutely dreading it, but then Big Bubba brings up Glacier. Just like me, Big Bubba is sick of seeing these video promos and he wants to know where Sub-Zero is. And just like that, Big Bubba became my favourite WCW superstar of all time. Jimmy Hart mentions the Blood Runs Cold tagline and Jimmy says the only thing that will be running is Glacier himself. And Kevin Sullivan? Well, he just can't stop banging on about Hollywood Hogan. Sullivan said he saw Mean Gene with Hogan last week. Mean Gene said it wasn't him and he asks if the guy Sullivan saw with Hogan had hair. Sullivan replies with, and I quote, Yeah, the guy had a bald head. It was you.
Okerlund says it was Eric Bischoff with Hulk Hogan, by the way. Maybe a little foreshadowing there, but I doubt it was planned. If it was, then great stuff. Mean Gene interviews Sting and Luger backstage, and Lex says he's in the frame of mind to kick some behind. Fucking brilliant. The Stinger thinks that this match later, with he and Luger taking on Benoit and Mongo, was set up by Flair and Anderson as some sort of gut check or some sort of test. Sting thinks that Flair and AA don't trust their partners at war games, but Sting says he and Luger are happy to pass the test tonight on Monday Nitro. A decent promo here, by the way. Mike Enos is taking on Chavo Guerrero next, and the match kicks off with Chavo using his speed to stay on top of the big anus. Chavo tries to jump on the big anus, but he gets caught out, leading to some big anus tossing on the outside. <laughs> okay. Chavo gets dumped back into the ring as Dick Slater makes an appearance on the outside, <laughs> Dick and Enos, and Chavo ends up getting bent in half across Mike's knee. Conan is seen sitting at ringside, and Zabisco says he thought it was Ray Charles for a moment. Yeah, and back inside the ropes, Chavo is falling victim to a backbreaker submission before getting nailed with a nice power slam. Enos signals for the end, he goes for a power bomb, but for whatever reason, he can't keep Chavo held up, and Guerrero falls on Mike's leg. Chavo goes after the injured leg, we see a figure four, but Mike hits the referee. Dirty Dick Slater jumps into the ring, he nails an elbow on Chavo, and then Rough and Ready do a switcheroo, but the problem here is obvious, they look absolutely nothing like each other. Slater goes for a spinning toehold or a figure four, but Chavo rolls him up, and Chavo scores a win. After the bout, Chavo calls out Diamond Dallas Page before saying that he knows DDP isn't in the building, so why the fuck did you call him out Chavo? Mean Gene lets Chavo know that he's gonna face Dallas at Fall Brawl, and Chavo says when you mess with one Guerrero, you mess with them all. Jerry Lynn, or Mr. JL, or just JL, takes on Rey Mysterio next for the Cruiserweight title. I'm quite looking forward to this one, but our guy here in the audience doesn't seem very amused. Ray gets fucked up early on with an arm drag from JL, but Ray answers with one of his own. Mysterio and JL then try to gain wrist control. A headlock takedown from JL doesn't do much damage, as Ray brings his opponent down with another arm drag followed by a dropkick. And then the match gets interrupted by the New World Order. Hogan, Hall and Nash are outside and they spray paint NWO for life on the Turner production trucks. Tony Schiavone says they'll have a big bill to pay for this damage, but I'm sure the booty man cleaned up afterwards. Back inside the arena and Ray has JL on the mat, we go to commercial break and yeah, the flow of this matchup has been absolutely destroyed due to the NWO vandalism and the commercial break. Ray flips over the top rope and he follows up with a dropkick to JL's back. Dean Malenko is seen standing at the entranceway as Ray hits a somersault senton. And yeah, that's another distraction. Ray and JL talk a little smack to each other and then we see something that doesn't get done too often. JL gives up his back by going into the bottom position and Ray goes for the kill, resulting in Mysterio applying a hammerlock. Ray's turn next and JL can't be bothered so Mysterio takes a boot to the back. Mysterio then takes two backbreakers, followed by a sit down powerbomb but the cruiserweight champion kicks out. 
JL then applies a Boston Crab before transitioning into a single leg crab. Ray then gets stretched out in the middle of the ring and JL maintains the advantage as we count down for our number two. We see a suplex from JL and then inconvenient fireworks right in the middle of a matchup. Ray gets set on the top rope but he manages to flip JL to the outside. Ray tries to follow up with a baseball slide but he ends up getting rammed into the guardrail as our match continues. Ray manages to hit a nice head scissors from the steel steps and our match comes to an end with Ray hitting the west coast pop. Between the NWO, the commercial break, Dean Malengo and the inconvenient fireworks, there was a lot going on that took away from the match itself and it's a shame too. From what we saw here, this match was pretty good. Mongo, Benoit, Elizabeth, Woman and Deborah get interviewed next by Mean Gene Okerlund. Mongo says that he and Benoit requested this match against Sting and Luger later in the evening and Mean Gene better watch what happens tonight on Nitro. Woman, just like Kevin Sullivan, hints that Mean Gene Okerlund was seen with Hulk Hogan last week and honestly, if Mean Gene was the fourth member of the NWO, I wouldn't be mad at all. Chris Benoit says tonight's main event is all about security. Benoit and Mongo need to make sure that Luger and Sting are ready to defend WCW at war games. Eric Bischoff then says that Macho Man Randy Savage will get a shot at Hulk Hogan's World Championship at Halloween Havoc. It seems like WCW were planning ahead here when it came to their pay-per-view main events and we then see Hulk Hogan's two devastating chair shots from two weeks ago. We also see the final moments from last week's Nitro main event and remember when Savage was getting arrested on a weekly basis for this kind of shit not that long ago? Mean Gene interviews the Macho Man next and Savage says Halloween Havoc is for all the marbles even though Macho Man only has one marble left. The Macho Man says Hogan vs Savage will be the scariest match of the century because Savage will take Hogan apart piece by piece. It's also announced here that Savage will face the Giant once again at Fall Brawl. Jim Duggan is seen doing a Goldberg during his entrance. Hacksaw is going one on one with the Giant next on Nitro. And yes, we've seen this match before on Reliving the War and it's also very predictable. You kind of just watch the Giant's matches at this point to see if he'll do any ridiculous athletic stuff that guys his size simply shouldn't be able to do. A shoulder block has no effect on the Giant. Hacksaw goes to try it again but Jimmy Hart grabs his foot. This results in Hacksaw chasing Jimmy around the outside of the ring and he grabs his jacket. Duggan uses the jacket to blind the Giant and what do you know, Jim Duggan got one over on the big man. The Giant drags Duggan back to the outside of the ring and Duggan fights back. Hacksaw gets thrown into the ring post but he moves out of the way when the Giant comes jumping in. Look at this too, the audience are on their feet for this matchup. Say what you want about Duggan in 1996 but he still knew how to work a crowd. Duggan gets dropped across the top rope and the Giant goes on the attack. The Giant applies a bear hug, Duggan fights out and he dodges the Giant in the corner. The Giant applies another bear hug and then the million dollar man Ted DiBiase is seen walking through the audience. The last time we saw Ted was back at WWF's Beware of Dog 2 show and Eric Bischoff instantly thinks the worst here is Ted DiBiase a member of the New World Order. 
Duggan hits the giant twice with his taped fist. He goes for a third, but Jimmy Hart causes a distraction. This leads to the giant hitting a choke slam, and our match is over. Again, it was about with another big distraction. The camera goes to DiBiase and he counts to four. Ted pauses for a moment, he then counts to five, and he says, next week. Bischoff and Heenan speculate that this could mean he's one of the four horsemen, or DiBiase has joined the New World Order, but we'll have to wait the next week to find out. The Giant cuts a promo on Randy Savage. The big man says that he should be facing Hogan at Halloween Havoc and not the Macho Man. And then the Giant says he's looking forward to seeing Savage at Fall Brawl inside the cage. Savage vs Macho is not a cage match by the way so I don't know what he's thinking. The Giant spits all over the camera and good guy Gene Okerlund cleans it up as we move on to our next segment. We've got the Rock and Roll Express versus Arn Anderson and Ric Flair again on Nitro, but the big story here is Ted DiBiase. Bischoff is trying to convince himself that DiBiase is some sort of fifth horseman, but Heenan is now beginning to think otherwise. Ricky Morton and Double A start things off and the dirtiest player in the game lives up to his namesake early on. Ricky manages to slide under Double A and we see a hip toss. Morton tags in Gibson after getting launched into the ropes and the Rock and Roll pull off some double team offense to keep the enforcer and Ric Flair at bay. The Nature Boy takes it out on some fans at the ringside area, Flair then gets tagged into the match and Gibson gets punished in the corner. The Horsemen then show off their teamwork by cheap shotting Gibson behind the referee's back and Gibson gets attacked by a woman after getting dumped out of the ring. Quick tags from Flair and Anderson ensure Gibson can't get to his corner. The Nature Boy does some strutting in the ring but he gets too confident. Gibson makes the tag after slugging it out with Slick Rick and it's not a very hot tag at all. It's cold, it's ice cold, it's a glacier tag. All four men end up in the ring and the referee loses control. Rick hits an inverted atomic drop on Morton and Double A follows up with a DDT. The Horsemen win via pinfall. Mean Gene interviews Flair and Anderson afterwards and as Ted DiBiase listens on, Double A says that the Horsemen were in the first War Games match and they'll also be in the New World Order's last War Games match. Anderson says that the NWO have left the arena but at Fall Brawl, we're going to find out who the real men are. Flair tells the NWO to get ready. War Games isn't in New York, Chicago or LA. War Games is in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, the home of the Four Horsemen. Lionheart Chris Jericho makes his WCW Nitro debut in a match against Alex Wright and poor white meat babyface Chris Jericho is trying his best to get this crowd pumped up but many people simply don't know who he is. I'm looking forward to Chris turning heel in WCW though. Actually I could say the same thing about Alex Wright also. Things start off pretty well with Jericho and Wright trading arm drags. Wright hits a head scissors and both men go for drop kicks at the same time. Jericho 
then stands up and applauds his opponent and it kind of makes you die a little inside. Jericho brings Alex down with a hammerlock and Chris holds onto the wrist after performing a suplex. A cartwheel reversal and a suplex from Alex Wright leads to a standing armbar and Chris Jericho is able to launch Alex for a spinning wheel kick. Jericho hits a dropkick and Alex falls to the outside. Chris brings his opponent back into the ring with a vertical suplex. And when Chris goes to the top rope, Alex counters with a mid-air dropkick. Alex then goes upstairs and he hits a pretty awful crossbody that looks more like a push to the head. Chris kicks out at two. Jericho manages to move out of the way when Alex comes charging into the corner and a few hard chops from Jericho get followed up with a clothesline to the opposite corner. Alex then moves out of the way when Jericho charges at him and Chris falls out of the ring. Alex follows up with a dive from the top rope but he smashes his head into the guardrail. And then the finish, my god, the finish. Jericho gets into the ring and the referee begins a 10 count. The referee reaches 9 and Chris stops the count, telling the referee he doesn't want to win this way and the match gets thrown out. It's a bad decision. WCW were genuinely trying to get Jericho over by doing the right thing, but the fans completely shit on it. Even Jericho himself said that this was an awful decision, but he's not going to argue it on his first live WCW appearance. It gets worse. Jericho says he came to WCW to show the best of his abilities and winning a match in this fashion is not showing the best of his abilities. Jericho says he respects Alex Wright, but one guy he doesn't respect is Hulk Hogan. Chris then says that he and Alex are gonna, quote, fight with all their hearts for WCW. A grim start for Jericho and WCW, but thankfully things would get better eventually. We come back from commercial break and the Steiners are already in the ring, getting ready to take on Bobby Eaton and Dave Taylor of the Blue Bloods. Eaton and Taylor argue about who should start the match and Rick Steiner smashes both of their heads together. Bobby ends up getting in the ring and he takes a big hip toss out of the corner from the dog-faced gremlin. A rake to the eyes brings Eaton back into the match momentarily but Rick catches Eaton for a big takedown. Rick then goes to work on both blue bloods and the crowd absolutely loves it. Eaton and Taylor take a timeout and they argue more on the outside. Dave Taylor decides that he's going to take on Rick Steiner and he does pretty well. That's until Bobby Eaton tries to lend a hand and Dave floors Bobby. The Blue Bloods try to get it together with a doomsday device but Rick manages to flip in midair and roll through for a pin attempt. Absolutely brilliant stuff here from Eaton and Steiner. This could have went so so wrong but thankfully both guys were fine and the Steiners score the win. A short match indeed and Scott didn't even get tagged in. The Blue Bloods beat each other up in the ring and all the way back to the locker room. We then have an interview with Rick and Scott and Mean Gene clearly tells the Steiner brothers that they're going to face Harlem Heat at Fall Brawl. Somehow Rick mixes this up and he cuts a promo saying that he's going to turn into Peter the Pumpkin Eater at Halloween Havoc when he faces Booker T and Stevie Ray. When you boys get to Halloween Havoc, I'm going to be Peter Peter the Pumpkin Eater. Scotty is quick to correct his brother. Rick is not Halloween, it's Fall Bra. And then Scott Steiner, well just listen. Before the hands in the pen, you go hack, hack, and do, do, do. 
you mean a dog face to a gremlin or training? Hack, hack, a doodle do, motherfuckers. It's a point for me, Gene Okerlund. Bischoff and Heenan talk about the upcoming main event, and Bischoff still thinks DiBiase is the fifth horseman. Benoit and Mongo vs Sting and Luger is going to close our show tonight, and honestly, it hasn't been a bad Nitro at all, I've sat through worse. We have an absolute fight to start things off as Mongo focuses on Lex while Benoit goes after Sting. After a lot of brawling, we get left with Mongo and Lex inside the ropes. Mongo hits an inverted atomic drop and Lex fires right back with a clothesline. McMichael is able to hit a back elbow followed by a stun gun. And so far, our main man Steve Mongo McMichael is keeping it together pretty well. Benoit gets tagged in and Lex takes a short arm clothesline. Benoit slaps Luger around a little before the horsemen begin making quick tags, keeping Luger away from his tag team partner. Lex takes a neckbreaker and a leg drop from Benoit, and when Mongo comes back in, he hits a backbreaker before telling Benoit to come in and take Luger out. I think McMichael was expecting a double team move here, but Benoit says no. Not sure exactly what Chris says here, but he's definitely directing Mongo. Benoit comes in and both he and Luger take each other out with a double clothesline. The fans are on their feet hoping Luger can make the tag. Sting comes into the match and Benoit takes a baiting. A back body drop gets followed up with a face crusher. Sting then goes for the scorpion deathlock, but Mongo makes the save, taking a dropkick to help out his fellow horsemen. Luger and Mongo battle on the outside while Benoit and Sting continue working inside the ring. The crowd then begins to roar as Hollywood Hogan approaches Steve McMichael. Hollywood lures Mongo around the ring where Scott Hall and Kevin Nash launch an attack. The referee calls for the bell as the NWO begin beating up everything that moves. Benoit takes the outsider's edge while Sting takes a jackknife. And then the crowd goes completely crazy as Ric Flair and Arn Anderson hit the ring and they momentarily get the upper hand on the new world order. The NWO end up getting the better of Flair and AA by spraying their faces. Flair gets his trademark golden hair spray painted black by Hollywood Hogan. And man, people complain about NWO run-ins and I know this gets repetitive as the weeks and months go on, but it's absolute insane heat here on Monday Nitro. The ring is filling up with garbage and the crowd is going nuts. It's so loud and it's so messy. And you can see Kevin Nash in particular is totally feeding off the audience. The NWO leave the ring and they approach Eric Bischoff. Bischoff runs away and the New World Order take over the commentary desk. Hulk Hogan says anything less would be too civilized. The cameras go back to the ring and it's absolute carnage. And the show ends with a replay of Ted DiBiase's tease for next week's episode of Monday Nitro. Even though the main event was nothing to write home about, the end of this week's WCW show was absolutely brilliant. All in all, an enjoyable episode of Nitro that leaves you wanting more. Fall Brawl is shaping up to be a good event, and WCW are doing a good job of hooking in viewers. They've done pretty well here on their unopposed night. Hopefully you enjoyed this special episode of Reliving the War, and remember, next week we compare Monday Nitro with a Friday night episode of Raw, the Championship Friday episode of Raw where Shawn Michaels defends the WWF title against Goldust. 
Thank you for continuing to watch and support Reliving the War. I hope you had fun watching this episode and I'll see you all next week.